Hey everybody, this is Mike the General Zod from Below the Belt Show, and we are Below here... Below the Belt Show? Yeah, that's what we're called. That is... Uh, what we are we to? about to get kicked in the nards here? Is that what is happening? Is this one of those things? It's, it's, more, of a, uh, it's more of a metaphorical, you know, uh, Below the Belt hit. I like how I said it's more of a, not like it's not a. <laughs> it's not not literal, but it's, uh, but it's figurative enough. Okay, <laughs> And, uh, you know, Below the Belt Show, which is brainchild of my um, my esteemed colleague, Celebrity Al Soto over there. We're big Hi, Celebrity Al Soto. We're, we're big on nicknames. <laughs> and um, I am here with two amazing talents, like uh, two of the biggest names in the comic book industry. Dream Team. Dream Did Team. you hear what he said about me? Yeah. Multiple Call award winning. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you mention it, I think it fits me perfectly. <laughs> I got here Tom King and Mitch Gerards. It's pronounced Gerards, right? Gerards. Gerards. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the things when you're, you he know. He changes it when for every podcaster. <laughs> just oh, that would be Whatever you idea. ask him, he'll say you did it wrong. He's very cruel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the one problem when you're like a big comic book fan. You see these names like, you oh, know, yeah. printed on the page all the time. And... You know, I know this is this interview is about you, but I can tell you about how for years, for like since I was like ten or so, I thought J.M. D. Mateus's name was pronounced Demates, and I had no idea. Why not? I had no idea he was Demateus until last year. I refused to call Mark Millar anything other than Mark Millar. <laughs> well, I, when I found out Frank Miller was Frank. <laughs> I was amazed. <laughs> yeah, he pronounces it the German way. Frank. Okay, Frank, well that's Frank good Miller. to know. That, that ties into a lot Frank of things I've heard about him. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, guys, let's, uh, you know, this guy, these guys are a dream team. They've worked together on numerous projects. You know, you've probably seen Mr. Miracle. You've probably seen the... Um, Thief of Baghdad? Thief, not Thief of Baghdad. Um, Sheriff of Babylon. Sheriff of Babylon. <laughs> we can edit that. <laughs> Thief of Baghdad. Keep it in. Keep it in. We wrote that too. We were a little older then. It was 1917. It was a crazy year. We only work uncut. Yeah. Okay, okay. Is what our doctors told us. <laughs> it is the end of the cut. And your, and your and moil. It said we only work uncut. <laughs> You just said it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. This yes. is below the belt. It, it, it is. I've got a. I've, I like to do some improv. So uncut below the belt. Yeah, and it, the cool thing about interviews like these, because most of the interviews that we do are like really kind of like sanitary, and people just. Uh, I know he's he's giving me the. Uh, I, but I digress, because let's talk about you guys' work. <laughs> but the interviews, yeah. that most of the interviews are boring and we're awesome? Yes. I feel like that's where it was at. Exactly. Yeah. Nailed it. Bam! Yeah, see? <laughs> so, so, let's talk first about, um, well, you know, Tom, you've got, like, an amazing story about how you got into the comic book industry. Uh, yes, uh, I, I, I've lived a weird life. Yes. Um, I, I always wanted to be in comics, and then 9-11 happened, and I joined the CIA, mm -hmm. and uh, then I had a kid, and so I decided to become a writer, you know, like most people do. And, then, and, and, and I broke into comics by writing a book, which I then hand-selled for two years, including at this very con, Baltimore Comic Con. Mm -hmm. I would sit in the, like, by, by the bathroom stalls and, and try to get people to buy my book, and eventually that came out to me writing all these comics. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Mitch, how did you get into the um, into the industry? Well, 
I mean, I met Tom overseas when I was in the Taliban. And <laughs> we've, we've been together ever since. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I mean, done some bad things, but you can draw. You're much more, you're much more, uh, much more conscientious about the grooming of your beard you these days. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, uh, I have two older brothers that are much older, uh, 14 and 15 years older than me, mm-hmm. and they were super comic nerds, and so I literally was born into it. Um, I was surrounded by comics literally from age zero on so okay it kind of just sparked that creative thing in my brain and batman was my my guy and i just followed that all the way through my life all right yeah did you guys know each other at all before sheriff of babylon no we got put together by the editor i was if i was a fan of his yeah no i was five there's something called comics twart we talked about this a lot but and it was like these kind of like these super great storytellers who were just outside of comics and who were about to break in and I, I followed them religiously and it, it, you know it was Gabriel Hardman it was Chris Somney it was Doc Shainer oh. it was Mitch Gerrard there's, there's some big names Mike there Hawthorne. Mike Hawthorne Tom Fowler yeah. um, and uh, so I, I knew Mitch from that Cool, cool, cool. And so, like, you know, I guess this might be kind of like an inside baseball or, like, behind-the-scenes question. Like, do you guys, like, speci- like now that you guys have worked together so much, do you get, I mean, like, do you guys get to choose, like, you know, like, when you... when you Good have evening, night- Baltimore Comic Con! Thank you. Okay, so, um, like, when you, uh, like, for instance, when you have an idea and you pitch an idea, do you do it saying, I want Mitch to draw? Or is it more like, um... That's exactly how I pitch. They just keep giving me to you. (laughs) You're like, ah! I usually, when working on a project, near the end of the project, we get on the phone and we discuss sort of what we want to work on next. And and part of that discussion is what what the editors want from us. Okay. And finding sort of, you know, how we can fit into what editorial wants um, and 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 also what we find to be interesting and sort of making all that into a compromise of what comes next yeah okay cool 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 so let me ask you about like because uh, you know you're, you're you do primarily like the black label stuff now the the out of dc continuity i do a lot of black label yeah i mean are you doing anything in continuity right now i we just did ba- uh one bad day yep. our, our big riddler book that was in continuity oh it was okay yeah. And uh, what did there's I said Supergirl, which was out last year. That was in continuity. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, well, because uh, what I was going to ask is like you know when you're when you're writing out out of continuity books, you can do stuff like say Kill Darkseid or um, what's another. I thing? never think of them as out of continuity or Kill books. Guy Gardner like you did in um, Human Target. Well, I, I I I always think and and Jim Lee the publisher has said out loud that this is his opinion too. So uh, that that. Those books are not either in or out of continuity. They're a possibility of continuity. Okay. So if people take to them, if they like them, if they love them, then they can become continuity. That's sort of DC's policy on Black Label. And, and so I never write them as like, oh, I'm, you know, now a, a, a Superman turns evil and will kill a thousand people. Like, I would never have Superman be completely out of character like that. Okay. So I always write them as... They could and should be continuity. So that's how I write. Killing Joke was technically out of continuity, but then it was so revered and liked that it became a thing, which spawned you know, however many years of oh yeah, Barbara Gordon and the wheelchair yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, that that pretty much defined her character yeah. for decades. Okay, okay, that's that's good to know. The um, 
<laughs> the um, so Mitch, tell me, uh, tell me about some of your influences when it comes to your art. Uh, a lot of my influences are like '60s and '70s ad illustrators. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, a lot of well, Norman Rockwell's my number one guy. Um, mm-hmm. The way he can put an entire book's worth of a story into a single image is insane. Um, and so I'm always striving for that. Uh, but otherwise, there's guys like Robert McGinnis or Al Parker, uh, Austin Briggs, uh, Mitchell Hooks, mm-hmm. all those guys that I obsess over. Just cool. I think it's so cool. Like, they used to do stuff back then that so much heart and soul into those pictures of real people, and we don't get that a lot these uh, days. Okay, cool. The... Um are there any like uh, characters or genres that you've always wanted to do and you never had the chance to? Jeez, oh, I don't know. I, I we have a Doctor Fate idea that I would love to do that is very horrible. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Can you? Uh, I guess I, I can't ask you to tell me more about that. Okay, that idea. You know, gotcha. It might actually happen at some point, so I can't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, Tom, let me ask you... Anything but Dr. Fate is my any, <laughs> Anything but Dr. Fate. That's, that's, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Because you, um, you did for, like, you know, you're still under contract exclusively with DC, right? And I am, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. But you did one of the absolute I greatest... I my first image book come out, so... Oh, you did? At least, yeah, Love Everlasting. So I did a non-DC thing for the first time in a long, long time. Okay. Was that... Is it... Like, do you find working with the different companies? Because, like, you did one of my all-time favorite Marvel stories, which oh, is that's nice. which Thank is Vision. You. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about my Loki pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, when people say I like your Marvel stories, I only did one. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I probably know which one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a good point. I was, I, I wasn't sure if you did any Marvel stuff before that, but no, that's it. That's the only Marvel did. I was, was twelve issues of Vision. Okay, I got Spider-Man for one panel. He says poop. Great, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but that that vision story is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, that's really nice. Oh, thank. You. Oh, you're very welcome. The um, do you ever like? I mean, I, I imagine you're really happy with DC. Do you see any like? Is there a difference in like working with the different companies that you uh, notice? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I love Marvel. I grew up as a Marvel zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, although I always had a deep love for DC, but it's sort of like my first comics were Marvel comics, and I love. But um. I mean, DC for me, I, I, it, just to make it personal, is I, I, I think Jim Lee is just an outstanding leader, and he's, he's our publisher, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been the best artist in comics for 30 years. And I, I, I always, you know, during the pandemic, when we were sort of at our lowest moment, we we're like, oh, how is our family going to live? You know, I, I called him, and, 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 he, and I was like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, dude, you don't worry about any of that stuff. I got your back. You just keep writing. And I was like, man, I'm rolling with Jim Lee, man. He had my back. When, when everything was down, he had my back, so I have his back. Awesome. That's that's my opinion on, on sort of working for DC. Okay, same question to you, Mitch. Like, uh, I'm not entirely sure if you've worked uh, at Marvel. Have I you? Yeah, I did 20 issues of The Punisher in 2014. Okay, uh, but for me, it's just people. Like, the the people who work at DC, they seem to care and they answer emails and stuff. Things change, but at, at Marvel, it was basically left to my own devices. Which you'd think would sound great, but not so when you're like trying to get paid or something like that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that um, you know, my my cameraman there told me to ask you was specific to Mr. Miracle. 
And, uh, well, one thing I'll say about Mr. Miracle, there's, this, there's one particular, you are responsible for one of the absolute images that are complete, is completely burned into my brain forever for Mr. Miracle. Uh -oh. And that's the one where Darkseid is eating the, um, <laughs> eating the carrot. <laughs> but, um, you know, since uh, there will eventually, I mean, it's uh, eventually every character that's ever been seen in a comic book panel will eventually get a, um, get a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you cast as Mr. Miracle? Adam Scott. Adam Scott? Yeah, he's my number one. <laughs> Any reason for that or just a... I just think he's got a look and he's got the personality of Scott and I think he'd be very charming and fun to see on screen. Fantabulous. Okay. And uh, so... Tom, I'll ask you, not specifically about, like, um, the, not specifically about Mr. Miracle's casting, but... Yes. You, okay, Big Barda, yeah, who would you cast as Big Barda? I've, I, having worked on a New Gods movie, I have no opinions on this subject, or <laughs> all my opinions are secret opinions, because I okay. actually, I participated in, in discussions on Big Barda casting. Oh, wow. I'm going I'm to keep them to myself. And it's, oh, it's wow. such a bummer that that is at least on the back burner, that it's not... It is a bummer, but we, it was, it was a, it was joy working with Ava, and... Oh, I got paid, so don't cry for me, Argentina. So okay. we're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can cross that off the list of yeah, like, things yeah, to worry things about. about yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. would have been great. It was such a fun script. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. glad to see Tom King's family's doing okay. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, thank you guys so much. Thank you. What a pleasure. Yeah, this has been, this is far and away the most fun interview. No one got mad at me for calling him a curmudgeon, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, still a few seconds left here, man. Exactly. Is this the league of punch in the balls? Yeah, yeah, is this the part? Now this it's the below the belt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay, and if you guys want, like, could you do a little promo for the show? Just, uh, just introduce yourself, you know, a little bit about it. Say you're listening to Below the Belt show, and, um, you know, then say something clever afterwards. Sure. You're listening to Below the Belt. I'm Mitch Garrods, and don't get punched. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs>